one. Hey, greetings to your friends. So welcome back to all of our viewers. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is our third episode of Conscious Manifestation. And um, we are very much excited to come together once again, myself and my Guru Ben, um, Manitya Mahakatitananda, so um, aka previously Ma Brenda. So she's going yes. to be now. Yay, congratulations. So she just got her beautiful spiritual name by um, her guru and our guru, of course, Janitananda Paramashivam, and it's such a beautiful blessing. So from now on, we're going to be addressing Ma Brenda as her new spiritual name, Manitya Mahakatitananda. Congratulations, Ma. Thank you, Maya. Beautiful. Such a blessing. It is indeed, Ma. I'm very happy for you and excited for you. And there's nothing like it than to be recognized um, with a new identity that is uh, blessed by an avatar himself. Um, you know, he knows us better than we know ourselves. So it's literally yes. receiving a gift from the cosmos. And anytime we get gifts from the cosmos, it's always the best blessings, right? Because it's so unconditional. And um, what can be better than a cosmic gift? So anyways, congratulations and really happy. So from now on, we can, uh, we're going to be addressing and of course, do pardon me ahead of time. And just in case if I make a mistake, because I'm so used to calling you by your last previous name. But yeah, no anyways, problem. I love your new name, Ma. <laughs> Thank you. It's such a blessing to even receive a spiritual name in this lifetime. Beautiful. It's such a rare, it's such a rare thing. Indeed it is, Ma. It's a blessing and I'm very excited and happy for you. Um, and so along with that, so today's topic we'd like to introduce is going to be all about trust, even if you're exploited. And so why we want to talk about, um, you know, trusting existence, trusting life, trusting ourselves, trusting those around us, even when we are exploited is because it's, it's directly um, tied into conscious manifestation. So we're going to go deep dive into it um, as we start to talk about this topic. Um, and then just a little brief introduction about uh, if anybody here is joining us for the first time, just a brief introduction about the two of us. So as I mentioned earlier, we're guru bands and we had the great privilege to study in a monastery in the past years together with the avatar of our time, um, recognized avatar. And by the name of Sri Nityananda Paramashivam, so whom we lovingly call Swamiji, he's Swamiji. our guru. Swamiji. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, you know, um, during the conversation, um, why we decided, first of all, to come together on this platform, public platform uh, and forum is just because we have so much that we are blessed with. There's so much of experiences. There's so much of in-depth manifestation that has taken place over the period of course of time, being with Swamiji, being around him, studying under, studying directly under the guidance of the avatar and um, studying the science of enlightenment. So there's just a vast ocean of knowledge, wisdom, um, blessings, you know, just manifestation processes and um, just everything, you know, everything and more than what we can understand beyond what we've been taught to experience, to bring about fulfillment, um, but there's so much more. And so because we have, we're continuously getting, you know, continuously receiving from the cosmos and um, an avatar, for those of you who might be here in this term for the first time, uh, avatar is an incarnation who comes down, who's a very embodiment of the uh, very cosmic energy. So meaning the highest embodied form of super consciousness that comes down in the form of a human flesh is known as an avatar. And avatar is not a new term in Hinduism. Um, over the course of a period of time, you know, in history of mankind, um, mm -hmm. we've had avatars that's come down and the last avatar that has happened on planet earth uh, in the recorded history was Lord Krishna. 
So Krishna happened 5,000 years ago. Um, actually, it's recorded even more than that. But as far as what we can, we can trace back 5,000 years ago. So we're very blessed. We're so excited because to come down in a human birth, to come down in a human form, where the next possibility for us is next level of conscious breakthrough, um, acknowledging ourselves as gods and goddesses, and uh, experiencing the initiation process through that, to experience a very breakthrough into divinity can be given to us when an incarnation or, or an avatar himself, the formless lands in the form. So to have that privilege, you know, we can't, it's, it's almost impossible to keep it to yourself. You have to share it with the world. You have to share it with everyone because it's just too exciting. Right. And uh, it's just too juicy, you know, yes. if, if I can describe, if I can say, exactly, it's too juicy. So that's why we decided to come together and um, just, you know, share it with all of you. So thank you for giving us the opportunity. And now I'm going to hand it over to my Brenda so we can actually get right into the topic about trust, even if you're exploited. So my yes. Brenda, how do you feel about this? So, yeah, so, uh, you know, like you said, being in the master's presence and you know being the having the blessing and being able to experience an avatar in this lifetime in human form in human flesh that is such a rare happening and there's so many teachings and there's so many gurus and there's so many masters uh, enlightened masters out there but what sets Swamiji different is he is an avatar and how you know he's an avatar is is not just written in the scriptures or the Shastra Pramanas, but he gives us the direct experience that he himself has experienced through his upbringing and through his enlightenment path and his enlightenment process. And, you know, we are the living testimonials. All of us, we have been, who has been initiated by my guru, like Mapushkalananda and myself, you know, we receive spiritual name, we have our third eye awakened, and we've experienced prior manifestations, and we've experienced so much breakthroughs, not just in the physical as in like our body, but, you know, and manifesting our realities and um, our, whatever we want consciously is that conscious manifestation. So it's such yeah. a blessing. And, um, and yes, like Mabushkalananda said, uh, you know, we just wanted to come together and we wanted to talk about different topics on how you can manifest your best reality through conscious manifestation. And today we wanted to share uh, our experience and uh, some truths about how you can trust in life and how you can trust, trust in source manifestation or, you know, the higher consciousness, super consciousness, however you relate with your version of God um, without feeling exploited, right? Because that's the society that we live in. Absolutely, Ma, perfectly said. Um, you know, I couldn't be more clear. There, you're absolutely right. And it really just comes down to the two different types of lives that each one is experiencing. And that's going to be either living with complete trust, you know, in the higher source, power, God, um, guru, whoever it is that we connect with and, and have had that experience or, um, or have the yearning to, to have that experience, right? To know that there, there's got to be something more. There has to be a better way. There has to be a possibility. So there's that one particular way of living. And then the other way is going to be completely living with the insecure feeling. Mm -hmm. So um, it's really important to understand both aspects of that um, because that is what makes us, that is what defines our true wealth. And, um, you know, I just want to say that 
when we, you know, when we trust, when we completely trust. And a lot of that, it's, it's why it's all tied in, even for, you know, our personal experiences, um, as you put it, Ma, because when you, when you meet a guru, as you said, Ma, it's not just only someone that has the title of a guru, because there's so many gurus out there, but, mm-hmm. it, you know, and also, um, yes, you're absolutely right, the Shastra Pramanas, you know, it is, um, it is written in the scriptural references of the Hindu books, but because of the experience that one attains through the initiation process that gives you give makes you a sakshi pramana makes you a living mm-hmm. witness of that guru's initiation or that authenticity of a guru and i can say that you know in my experiences being with the guru is that um, when you understand that you know you cannot be exploited, when you know that life cannot exploit you, we learn to live with trust, right? So it's not that we don't go through the same experiences as everyone else or previously before meeting the guru. However, the very reality is no longer the same. It's been altered. So when we live with the trust, we really live like God on planet Earth, right? So why does that happen? Because after all, um, you know, if we, you know, and, and Swamiji has shared this before, he mm-hmm. says that, you know, you're going to live on earth for maximum, even if you say maximum 70 to 80 years, right? In those 70 to 80 years, uh, I mean, would we prefer to live continuously by torturing ourselves and others, you know, by, by feeling exploited? Um, because when we live in an insecure consciousness, this is what happens is that we constantly torture others and ourselves. You know, you will see when, when there's an utter insecurity, where the type of a frequency we're experiencing constantly is what we're attracting back. And that's going to be filled with insecurities, right? So it's important to know that, you know, when we're living in that type of a reality where we constantly have to defend ourselves because of our insecurity, we will not allow, and, we, and not only just allow, but we will only go on offending others and miss the joy of living on planet earth right mm-hmm. so it's so if we trust that we are if we if we feel that we're exploited how much will we lose in life right um so it's really important that the process the it's really important to understand this process that we go through um and and not mm-hmm. build on that right and not build mm-hmm. on that so yes um, it's very important and you know trusting in life feeling supported uh you know t- that was a big thing. And I think that's a big, uh, you know, hurdle for a lot of people is feeling like they cannot trust others. They cannot trust life. Life is constantly um, cheating them or there's, you know, you know, the feeling of hurt and the pain, we're just waiting to be hurt. And we're just waiting to, um, for, for the, for the worst thing to happen, we're just constantly playing that in our head. And I know because I used to do that a lot. And, um, and yeah, but fortunately, you know, through powerful cognitions, through conscious awareness and thought process, you know, you're able to shift that and it's a lot easier than you may think. And I think that's another thing where society conditions you that you have to work hard. If you think that your problems are so big, then you think that it's, it's going to be an equal, you know, amount of work to, to actually like, complete with that so so yeah that's actually really really good um trusting and trusting in life and uh surrendering and uh that's another thing surrendering was actually a really a way and this is something that a lot of people can relate with and can really uh connect to surrendering so so yes well then i would say you know and um i will say that that's really intelligence right because with that, right. with that intelligence, if, if and when that intelligence starts to flower in us, 
um, you know, we are now resetting our default setting, right? So by default, as you mentioned, we are trained to think that what's the worst that can happen is going to happen. So we're constantly in a way where we entertain it and we're secretly fantasize, right? So we have the secret fantasy about it, even though, I mean, it might sound so absurd to think that way. However, when something goes wrong, we just automatically by default setting are waiting for the next thing to go wrong because we already know, oh, nothing's going to work out. You know, right. so it's like you so wake so up- we're and- setting, we're basically setting ourselves up for failure. That's it. And, and that's absolutely where we block our conscious manifestation. And what happens in the process of our manifestation is that there's a constant desire. What, first and foremost, you know, most of us um, by now, having lived up to our life experiences, have some level of an understanding in the higher intelligence. We know that there are some things that are completely out of our control as we understand it, right? So um, w- even with that basic understanding, we know that there is another level and higher level of intelligence that's involved and when we trust that intelligence um you know we can we, we know that we have we know that um you know what i'm trying to say for example yeah. we know that the food that we eat turns into blood in our system right so mm-hmm. and 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 the bread that we eat it breaks down to blood in our system so can't we trust that that bread can be you know given to us by that very existence mm-hmm. you know and when i when i first um actually heard this analogy by swamiji it really gave me a huge click it gave me a huge click because i thought about it wow you know um let me try to let me try to fall in tune with that intelligence um, rather than constantly by my default mm. understanding and, and by my default training, always try to prove my ignorance to be right. Right. So when you start to lose that power over the ignorance. That's really the flowering of intelligence. And that is the space of manifestation because we know if something didn't work out, that's it. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing more to it, right? Right. But if you know the cause, then you know exactly how to change it. And that yes. takes the higher intelligence, right? Yes, yes. Well, then, you know, it's like the little kids, right? It's, it's like, I mean, you can, you know, and you would have seen it, those of you who have little kids at home, you know, or you have uh, maybe grandkids or niece and nephews, or if you're working with the kids, the kids are in such a beautiful, independent space at an early age, particularly. And what I mean by that is, it doesn't matter what they're doing and you can tell them what not to do. The very next moment, it's it's redundant for them. They don't care. They're doing what they want to do, right? <laughs> they completely just, you know, they just completely forget about, it. I mean, you can tell them, hey, stop moving, stop jumping, stop screaming. They'll listen to you for that very moment. The next moment, they're up and doing the same thing again. They're able to, disc- they, they have the ability not to tie in with their default setting yet right? Because the training is not as intense for them during that stages of their life. Um, so they're in a very good space of a manifestation. And that's why we can see that when they want something in their life, they know how to get it. And it doesn't matter how they get it, you know, whether it's by throwing a tantrum, whether it's by saying the words that they know that they need to say, or making the certain face expressions that you can't deny, you know, whatever it is, there is such a powerful space of a manifestation. They know how to manifest what they want and they don't hold grudges, right? So it's right. like, they don't, hold, they don't hold these hard feelings about life, about the parents and grandparents, people who are saying no to them. Okay, it's a no, they'll come back five minutes later, you know, and, and, and get what they want. So if we just learn to be in that space of letting go, whatever that is, and that's an important lesson, I can say, even in my life, 
you know, and, and I'm sure that a lot of us can relate with that, is that many times it is us who is deliberately holding on to those blockages that gets in the way of our conscious manifestation, because we, it's too, we feel that it's too costly for us to let go. But what is it that we're really, you know, what is it that we're really um, compromising, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Right. What, what are we holding on to? So we, that's something that we have to question. By me letting go something that doesn't serve me or that didn't make me feel good or that doesn't make me feel good, why am I still holding on to it? Why am I not able to let it go? So it's the identity, it's, it's our identity, right? How we identify ourselves. So again and again, it comes back to this, the core cause of understanding the, um, the higher understandings or the sacred secrets of life. And it, and it's a lot easier more than the intellectual process, because there's not so much of it. I mean, you know, we can understand these things on the basic intellectual, um, concept, but I would say that it's a little bit deeper than that when it comes to trusting existence, because when it comes to intellect, we, we're setting ourselves for another argument, right? So we, you know, so we say, well, okay, fine, I can let go, but I can't let go when it's constantly getting in the way. But you know what I mean? So there's always going to be an argument backed up. Right, by the like a push point. and pull. It's like your higher intelligence giving you the, the, the cognition and the shift, but at the same time, your intellect gets in the way. Yeah. And yes, it's like that constant replaying of karma. And you know, Mapushkala, yeah. some people genuinely are so comfortable. They they know yeah. that the breakthrough is waiting for them. And they know that if they do this and this and this, you know, this will yeah. clear out or they know the solution. But some people just don't care to take the action. Yes. Something yes. that I notice a lot out here since, you know, living out here in what we call the matrix. <laughs> The matrix world <laughs> well that's so. what it is you know and it goes back to um as we're as we're discussing along the lines is what is the payoff you know why is right. it that we're what not willing to let go what what do we get out of it and exactly. so we do have to come back that's that's right and we do have to just come back you know and take a step back and say is it really worth it is it worth it is it mm-hmm. is, is is the payoff really worth and you know and that payoff must be something it, it might be something as um you know, as silly as, uh, well, I don't want to let it go because I don't want to be wrong, right? But what's going to happen if we're wrong? You know, it, it, is it okay to be wrong? And that's why I, that's why I always go back to, um, you know, understanding that analogy with the kids is that they're not concerned with you telling them that they're wrong. They're not concerned with us telling them that they've done something wrong. For them, it's just like, okay. And then the next moment they're doing the same thing again, you know? <laughs> So, so we have to just go back to that innocence, right? We have to go back and um, it's okay if it takes time, that's all right. But the level, but if the awareness is there, right? If, if we are willing to say, you know what? Um, I don't care what it takes. And then, and then of course there's different levels of seeking and, you know. Yes, exactly. Because, you know, if you're, I mean, if you're here listening to this podcast and you, you are conscious and you want to make a difference and you obviously want to manifest. So, you know, but there are people and it's okay. I mean, everyone has their own path and there is no such thing as right or wrong. Right. So it's constant questioning. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, um, Mama Hakatita Nanda, you said it so beautifully, Ma. It's not about the right and wrong. It's not about the blame because that's going back to the frequency um, where it blocks our conscious manifestation. And the conscious manifestation is so important, not just for something that we think um, that we wish to materialize in the outside world, but also the, the, the space that we're carrying inside of us, right? So it's right. important. 
why is it important for us to feel good about who we are? You know, why is it important for us to wake up and feel excited about life? Um, it's I know why. <laughs> it's because that's what you manifest because life that's reflects right. exactly what you're carrying in your inner space, right? That's right. That's right. You know, and, and, and from that space is what we manifest consciously outside. Right isn't it? So it's really important to understand and come to that, um, come to the powerful understanding and truth. And of course, as I, you know, as we talked about in our previous podcast, if you didn't catch it, please go back because we do talk um, very much in details about the importance of coming in contact and being initiated and receiving the beautiful transmission of energy process, which aka initiation process by the guru or the avatar is exactly to give us that experience because many times we may feel that we've tried various different methodologies, visualization process, and so forth. And we, and we may be feeling like, you know, I come close, to, but sometimes it's even further more frustrating because you think you understood something, you know, or we think that we've understood something and we think we almost got it. And then, and then again, the last pattern will get the best of us because right when we're at the edge and we think we're going to manifest, something will get in the way, it'll just blow us off. So when that happens, we also, you know, we should also understand that um, there's no one to blame. We don't need to blame ourselves because it's a deep conditioning, right? It's a deep rooted conditioning that we are now playing off, playing out from the courses of Janmas, not just only from this lifetime, but but perhaps even from many different lifetimes. Yes, yes, yes. Janmas meaning lifetimes. Absolutely. And so why the importance of a guru in our life is such because when we can't clean, you know, we can do as much as we can do when it comes to the cleaning out process. But there are certain things that when we feel that we're just not getting it, we're just having a hard time, we just need that one last step where we're standing, or we might just be feeling like I'm at the very beginning, I don't get this stuff, but I know that I desire it, I yearn for it. The path of a guru is the fastest, the safest and the most effortless space and the process because he will do that job for you. So now you may be thinking, well, what's the cost for it, right? Absolutely nothing Nothing. more than the compassion of the cosmos um, to, you know, it's literally like what you feel for the, what we feel, right? So if I feel there's got to be something more than this, there's got to be something more in life than, than, than what I'm going through every day. Maybe it's just, you know, what I experienced at my nine to five job, or maybe just paying the bills, or maybe just uh, the relationships or whatever it is that we feel inadequate about, or we don't feel fulfilled and complete. And maybe we just feel frustrated, whatever it may be. What we're seeking is seeking us, right? So we may have heard that. And this is absolutely true. So when the guru come down, the avatar happens, it is literally that what we're seeking that come down in the form that is waiting to unite with us. So that is the best way to get yourself up to speed, up to, it's, it's a system upgrade, literally, you know, it's like upgrade now. And I've heard somebody <laughs> say that before, you know, he, he gives us as his disciples and his devotees and followers. Of course, part of the ethics of a guru and avatar, they don't interfere unless we say yes. So when we say yes, we're saying yes to life. And that's all what conscious manifestation is about, is saying a big yes to life. And going back to what we're, you know, tying back into the, the subject that we're talking about, saying yes to life happens even when we feel we are being exploited. Because there's no such thing. You know, if life, to begin with, if life was not happening for us, we would not be existing, right? So if we're already existing here, it's because the manifestation, life wants us to know that it is here for us. Hence, we can't be violated. We cannot be exploited. So um, it's 
Yes, and that's such a that is such a deep. It's just a, it's such a common pattern that a lot of us carry, because we you know we automatically feel like if something happens, something something bad has happened to us. That is done to us. You know, we、yes. feel like. We feel like we are the victim, and that's this is a common pattern that that a lot of us has have struggled with. So, so yes, feeling exploited, having complete trust in knowing that you know whatever is in whatever is in the present moment, whatever is happening now, it is auspicious. It is、yes. meant to be, and whatever happens, you know there is no right and there is no wrong. And you know this is a big cognition that I that I experience that you know logically you understand. Yeah, there is no right and wrong because it's true. And you know, if you think about it, everyone perceives lives and understands life through their own pair of glasses from what they've experienced. So, what may work for you and what feels right for others, it may not be the same situation. So, it will not give you the same fulfillment. It will not give you the same experience and the right and the same understanding. So, this is another thing, Mapushkala, that I real that you know, it has to do with wealth. And you know, there's a lot of、um, you know. I used to think that people with a lot, a, a lot of money, were just arrogant people, and I thought that you know they, that it's just、um, you know miracles happening for them. They're just lucky, and、um, you know. So I had all these like negative thoughts around wealth because of you know what I felt was right and wrong. But I realized that it's just you know it's really not that, and it's just. It's just a cognitive. It's just a cognitive shift. Yes. So, and I just want to say thank you so much for sharing that, Ma, because it's so important for our viewers to hear this as well. Everything revolves around, you know, our manifestation process, including wealth. You know, and wealth happens in a form of a currency,、um, and so many different ways, right? So, absolutely, it, it everything is to do with how we cognize the world. And when we trust, you know,、um, it's so important to know this and to understand this is that when we completely relax and we completely have a deep trust, then we we just start to flower, right? Like even our presence will be a blessing. And when we feel so good about ourselves, when you wake up and you just know that you feel so good about you, you just, you know, <laughs> it's,、right. you know, my it's so important to understand. Gratitude, yes, these little practices. Yes, absolutely. Well, and then you know, even our existence will stay planet Earth, meaning that we can only contribute and do good to others. And when we're when we're ready to say yes to life, life is ready to say yes to us. And and then you know, these type of cognitions that you that you mentioned, and it's so important because everything revolves around that, including wealth. You know, these type of cognitions that we carry are no longer our realities, and 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 not just in terms of. Well, I, it's not my reality because I don't believe it anymore. But because we don't manifest it anymore, right? We're、mm-hmm. able to experience a breakthrough in our manifestation process. If I feel good about myself, then I know that I'm loved and I'm supported, right? I won't. I, I would. I, I'm not able to feel good about myself if I'm constantly experiencing blockages and resistance and the insecurity in my life. So it's important to just relax into the deep trust and make an impact, not only just individually, but when you think about it on a larger scale, you know,、um, we are trained eye for an eye. But when you think about it on a on a larger scale, this is this is the beautiful manifestation to actually save planet Earth, right? So if you feel good, right, Mamahakatitananda, if you feel good about you, I feel good about me. If everyone who's listening out there feels good about themselves, what is going to 
happen, right? It's good. (laughs) Collective evolution. That is what collective breakthrough, (laughs) conscious breakthrough. Absolutely. Absolutely. So our insecure consciousness is nothing but the ignorance of that truth, right? Mm -hmm. So, so what are we going to carry with us? We, We need to understand that. So, you know, even when we talk about death, right? What are we going to, what, when we're thinking about, you know, even the death, what are we going to carry after the death? It's nothing. This is the simple truth, right? Nothing that we brought, um, we're going to be taking with us. So there's nothing to lose. There's there's absolutely nothing to lose, even if we feel that something has been taken away from us. And I'm telling you this because this is my honest truth. I have gone through these experiences, you know, and um, I'm just very appreciative because obviously I wouldn't want to speak on such a topic if, you know, we didn't go, if I didn't go through it, right? right. So what I can say is that I have gone through such sensitive experiences in life of feeling exploited, you know, of feeling like something has been grabbed from me or something has been taken. Something is not right. It's not fair. I have gone through this, uh, those particular low cognitions. And I can just say that, Again and again and again, when I realized that there is nothing that we brought with us that can be taken away from us and whatever that can be taken away from us, be happy and allow it to be taken away from us as early as possible because it's what's holding you back, right? It's what's holding us back. So if I feel insecure that something can be taken away from me, it's not the object that I'm holding on to. It's a feeling of insecurity. And that insecurity is going to play a role in every dimension of my life, including my relationship, because I'm going to feel insecure about losing it. So let me lose what needs to be lost in my life, the earlier, the the better, then I could just move on knowing that it wasn't, you know, that's it. It's, it's no longer my reality. Wow. That's so powerful how you related that. And that also goes back to just letting go and just surrendering and uh, yeah, just, just trusting in, in the conscious manifestation, trusting in the universe. Yes. Absolutely. It all comes down to the trust in the cosmic energy. You know, when we trust that we're really, really taken care of. And you can try that as an experiment, you know, just and and this is something that I also played with, you know, it's in my favorite book, The Living Enlightenment is actually written by Swamiji himself. Again, there's a PDF that you guys can check out online. Uh, so just put in the Living Enlightenment by, I think, um, Swamiji used to be addressed as Paramahamsa Nityananda. So if you just put that in, it's such a beautiful conscious breakthrough manifestation. I mean, the entire concept that Swamiji is introducing in this book is all about manifesting the peak of our reality. And not just not just something that's external, but it goes beyond even the plane that we're on, you know, um, as far as the materialistic plane. But what I wanted to share is that um, everything that Swamiji is sharing in that book is so powerful. And there's this one particular technique. I know that when I, that or in my earlier years, when I was, um, you know, I was facing a difficult reality for myself. It was during the time I will say that um, things were not in my control. I can say that I was not the co-creator of my own reality. And um, I didn't have enough awareness, nor, nor did I was initiated into the higher truth and the experiences of the truth. But anyways, I read this beautiful meditation technique in that book. And I think it must have been around year 2009 when the book was first inaugurated. And yes, it was just so beautiful because I'll tell you how it powerfully impacted my reality. There's a short meditation. So Swamiji says that make it. So basically just get a piece of paper and write on the white, white piece of paper, write your name. So like, for example, I will say Pushkalananda. And then write, what type of day do you want to experience today? Question mark. Do you want to experience a bad day, a miserable day, an off day? Or do you want to experience a blissful day? 
And then on the bottom, write down, I want to experience a blissful day. No matter what happens in the outside world, I will not let that impact my bliss. I will not let that affect my blissful space inside of me. I will be blissful. That's it. You just have to write that down every morning when you wake up, read that piece of paper, and you will be amazed at how that plays an important role in your life. Ma, that is I'm so telling powerful. you. That's Absolutely. literally like setting an intention. It's but yes. it's a science because if yes. the enlightened being is giving you, it's teaching you the science, the science. You know that it works. Yes, it is. It does work, mine. Absolutely. Yes. It is a science, um, you know, and it's so powerful. I'm telling you just that much is enough to bring deep trust. And why I, I'm going back to why I mentioned to, you know, our viewers, perhaps who, who may be listening is just try that. Just try that on the beginning level and um, wherever you may be, you know, naturally you may be someone who's already connected to the cosmic energy, you might be connected to the guru, you may be connected to your higher connection, but wherever you are, you know, um, hold the sankalpa, hold the intention for that conscious manifestation to take place. And again and again, just try this small little um, experiment. And what will happen is that you will start to notice that things will start shifting in your day-to-day -day life, whether it's the work, you know, the work environment that you're getting into, whether it's at home, your health, experiences with your health, with your relationship, whatever it is, you will realize that no conflict outside of you will be able to touch the space happening inside of you. That right there will give you the glimpse, will give us the experience that we cannot be exploited. When that happens, there's an extraordinary trust, a deep relaxation that happens in our space. And that alone itself gives us so much healing. And I'm sure Mama Hakatita, you know, you can, you can share your experiences of what happens exactly with that trust, you know, with the healing experiences. Yes. So that, that book, the Living Enlightenment book, the Gospel of Padma Hamza Nityananda, it's such a profound book because we all like to, you know, read Oracle books and flip to a page. You know, some of us play with cards. I've done that, you know, in the beginning of my, um, my spiritual journey before I met my guru. But you can literally use this book to receive an answer or a solution yes. to any problem. And it just takes a cognitive shift because, you know, like we said, and uh you it's 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 about the thought currents that you have and the mind setup you have around these concepts of you know relationships money whatever it is so it just takes a shift and it's much easier than we think and we can literally just apply this and with remembrance and with awareness more and more we start to remember it will become a part of us so it's actually not as it's not like a huge solution as we think. It's actually quite simple. And through this book, you, there's so many solutions, so many truths about the chakras, the different eth the different layers of our being. We have the etheric layer. We have so many different layers. And about meditation, there's meditation techniques like Mapushkala shared. There's just so much in this book. This book will literally change your life. And it has changed so many, so many people's lives. So there is an online PDF copy. Uh, I We will uh, post a link to this description right here. But I highly recommend that. And, you know, um, I just love Mama Hakatita how you mentioned so beautifully that you know um, many of us play with the oracle cards we're looking for the answers mm -hmm. and that curiosity right to right. to want to connect with with source energy in whichever form and shape um, but you're absolutely right this book is actually uh, revered as a deity itself yes. so it's a it's it, the book is That's literally right. as a goddess <laughs> 
know, it's been initiated <laughs> and you can literally worship the book and it's actually been in- inaugurated yes. properly as per Hindu. Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the topics also, Mama, Katitana, that you shared, uh, there's so much that's in there. You know, Swamiji actually covers um, things, how to overcome guilt. He yeah. talks about, you know, love, the different type of love, you know, so if you're experiencing these emotions, this is a really good, good go-to. Um, also, there, there are tons and tons of techniques, short little techniques to processes, meditation processes, but, you know, there's also insights on karma, right? And then the right, karma. Of- death the concept of death liberation there's yes, just so much there is absolutely so much and you know in fact um the master swamiji himself he said that um he talks about the hidden potential energy inside right the kundalini right? energy <laughs> all these truths that we are just these juicy secrets that we are just for the right answer <laughs> so you know if you if you guys are questioning you know is this the right it's answer the it's the book <laughs> go to the book absolutely you know and I, i'll have to be honest um you know and of course mama katita knows this you know this is such a spontaneous beautiful talk here this is not planned about but the way that the cosmos work it's nothing less of an auspicious happening and why this book was even brought up is because this is your go-to absolutely everything to do with your conscious manifestation this is your book and it's everything and swamiji actually mentions that um, you know, it will awaken you to much higher plane of consciousness, but it's beyond the limitation of human bo- body and mind. So he mm-hmm. says to experience the super consciousness, actualize your ultimate potential. And this is the only aim of human life. And I think that we can all agree with that because mm-hmm. to enjoy the ultimate luxury is to live enlightenment. So right. absolutely, um, you know, I'm really glad that we touched on the living enlightenment today. Um, please do go and check it out and surely we'll put a link to it. Yes, and you know, uh, Swamiji, our guru, uh, he just makes living enlightenment such a possibility, such an easy process for us. And through different yogic techniques, what we eat, there's just so much that you know you can apply to to already like your lifestyle now how you're living your lifestyle your day-to-day lives and it's so easy and it's so accessible yeah so it's definitely to raise your consciousness for you to experience enlightenment in this lifetime which is possible for everyone and it and he's making it, it he's just making it possible for people to realize that enlightenment is our birthright that enlightenment is possible for every single human being yes yes and i love it i love it this is so true because it's important to understand that enlightenment is not some fantasy you know or or, you go to a himalayan cave and you do meditation for 40 years I love it. But I love what you're saying here because it's all. It, this is the truth. This is absolutely the truth. When you have a master, when you have an authentic guru, actually enlightenment is going to be the most juicy relationship with yourself. And, you know, through that, you attract the best of the best in every dimension of your life. Um, but the trust that happens, the overflow, it's, it's, it's like tasting honey. It's literally like tasting honey. And, you know, going back to what you said, Ma, it's completely accessible. So there's no such thing as someone that is more qualified than the other. It is indeed our birthright. And anybody wants to manifest it can manifest the conscious manifestation of anything that we desire as a reality for us. Um, so absolutely, this is this is a process that anybody can um, experience, enjoy, and share. Ultimately, that's what conscious breakthrough is: is that when we, you know, when we when we feel something, right? When we know, wow, the possibility is there. We're just waiting. We're just waiting to. It's like a wildfire. 
you're just mm-hmm. you're just waiting to catch everyone right right so um it's a beautiful thing you can only do good for us and others Yes. So thank you everyone for joining us today. And we will post another podcast every week next week. Yes. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you so much to all of our viewers. Yes. Thank you so much, Ma. I really appreciate your presence here and the presence of the guru here with us, as well as all of our viewers. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.